This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. My anger on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. Mankind did it! Chappy Chappy! Beep beep! Goldberg steered Russo out of the cage! I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Head Bro. This is the show where we keep the clotheslines in the ring where they belong. So this is Jerry Lane, and this is the great Al Snow. Al, do you have to? How often do you have to tell the crew over there at OVW to keep the clotheslines in the ring? Keep the double clotheslines in the ring, not to do them backstage because that's where we're working. You understand? And I always end every sentence with making sure that I emphasize who I'm speaking to with their proper name. Yes, there you go. Al, you want to know? You you want to hear something funny, bro? I have not watched AEW in a good two and a half years. I want to say, right? Yeah. So I know that you know my good old friend Double J had a Texas Chainsaw Massacre match or something yesterday. Death match, yes. I was up at about four o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, okay, let me see, let me let me let me let me see what this looks like. Trouble. Yeah, so I, I wasn't going to watch the whole match, but I put on a YouTube video, and it was highlights from the entire show. Right. So I'm sitting there watching this stuff, out, and I'm like, bro, I don't know how anybody follows any of that stuff. There are so many people running out in Every sec, like I, I, I don't, bro. If if I was interested in watching AEW and somebody said to me, "Oh yeah, Vince, just you know, check out a highlight reel," yeah. and and I watched highlights from the show, there's no way I would tune into that show. There is so much going on, bro. You can't you can't follow anything. You don't know who anybody is. It all looks the same. Yeah. I it, the little bit that I've I've watched because every once in a blue moon I'll get some time to to turn over and see it you know and 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 you're right like uh, you make a good point I mean uh, for one like almost every match I've witnessed there's there's a person at least one to two people accompanying somebody to the ring almost every single match yeah. Yeah, you know, and uh, and they're out there superfluously. I mean, they're they're you know, a lot of times they're really just furniture. They're they're not utilized in any way. And then when they are, I mean, my God, then multiple people, like you said, come running in, uh, you know, to the ring, and it's like he's trying to. I, I don't know if it's directly Tony Khan. I don't know who it is, but it's like they're trying to appease talent. By saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna put you on TV," 
you know, we don't have a match for you tonight, but you're going to walk out with so-and-so, you know, you're going to be in this match. Uh, and so they've got so many people that they just, they don't know what to do with them. The audience doesn't know how to react to them. They don't know how to sell them. And they're all just, it's like a herd that comes out. Like I saw Soraya came out with a, in a match and now she's joined by Ruby Riot and uh, Ruby Soho and, and uh, another girl, you know, Tony Storm, I think it was. And it's like, why, why do you, why does she constantly like, why does there need to be a troop of Every, everything, all, everything, bro. Every match, there's always a group. And, 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 and Al, this is what I mean about the freaking wrestling business, guys. Okay, Al, l- 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 let me set the scene straight. So there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre match between Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy. Okay, bro. Good for you, bro. You got a sponsorship or promotion with with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is great. That is great, bro. The crossover that you got money from them. That is great. Okay. But why do we have to have Leatherface come down to the ring? Why can't we find somebody on the roster? Listen to me for a second. Why can't we find somebody on the roster? That was a big fan of the original movie. Chris Jericho, for argument's sake. Chris Jericho now is going to sit down with the director of the film and some of the actors in the film and interview them because he was such a mark for the original. Well, it's a video game. It's a video game. It's a video game. Whatever it is. Whatever. (laughs) Why do we have to have Leatherface coming down to the ring? Come on, Al. Hey, Hey, WWE has been guilty of that kind of stuff, too. They have. Yeah, they did it with the zombies. Remember the zombies almost ate Miz? Yeah, and that that literally is because there's some corporate person who doesn't understand uh, at all wrestling. And, and, you know, it's enough money that it forces someone into a corner that they go, you know what, well, we'll just have, we'll have Leatherface go out, you know, at this point in the match and, you know, and they they acquiesce, they they give into it because you're bastardizing your own product, Al, for the money. I mean, let let's face it, that's what's happening here. Yeah, yeah, you're undoubtedly, unquestionably, yes. There's no way to no ifs ands or buts around it. Yeah, you're right. You're basically whoring out the the entire because again, the the whole concept of professional wrestling. I can't emphasize this enough: is the creation of the illusion that it is an actual competitive combat sporting situation that is overseen by a governing body, a governing body like WWE, like, you know, uh, AEW, like OVW, like Ring of Honor. It's a governing body that kind of creates these rules and this, this hierarchy of achievement, you know, and success, just like the, the, the World Boxing Council, WBC, the WBA, the... You know, that all of these different boxing associations of promoters do the same thing. And, you know, it's UFC, Bellator, uh, you know, uh, Pancras, they, they are the governing body that oversees the competitive combat situation, the, the, the sporting event. And we're trying to create that same thing. The thing is, we all we have historically done this where we have literally shit on our own concept that yeah. we're selling repeatedly 
by, oh, we'll let so-and-so be a, a guest wrestler or so-and-so be a guest manager, you know, or so-and-so will we'll let Leatherface come out. We'll, you know, we'll have Captain Kirk go out and bump one of our, our main guys, you know. And we've done it numerous times. I mean, we just, you know, we're, we're our own worst enemy. We but, really- Al, I will say this, uh, just so you will be able to sleep tonight. Mm. Uh, Jeff, did you see this? I saw the Leatherface stuff, Okay, yeah. Al, just so you'll be able to rest tonight, Leatherface will never, ever get hired on the indie scene, and I'll tell you why. So, Al, <laughs> he's coming down. The thing's going at full force, right? Right, yeah. The, somebody comes out. There's so many people out there. I don't even know who's out there. Somebody comes out there. What does he th- do? He throws a knee. He throws a knee at somebody. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. You know, Leather, a knee. Bro, you got a working chainsaw. Somebody's coming at you and you throw a knee at the guy. Doesn't yeah. that kill his gimmick? I would think, yeah. <laughs> Did it sound like to you they were they were pumping the chainsaw noise? Oh, of course, the speakers, of course. Like yeah, the house speakers. That, yeah, the gimmick wasn't even going around. Yeah, not even the first appearance of Leatherface. Oh my god! Back in the Memphis days, when Lawler had the book, he booked like Freddy Krueger and Leatherface and uh, all of them. You know, and Jason, Jason Voorhees. He had, yeah. he had all those, and then in Japan. There was a guy who worked as Leatherface in Japan. I think it was Corporal Kirshner, if I remember correctly. Oh, my gosh. Worked as Leatherface. So, you know, not just as a special appearance because of a sponsorship. That was his gimmick. Oh, my God. You got to see this. Though. Too, bad, too bad we can't play it on here. But when, <laughs> when he's holding a chainsaw and he threw a knee, I'm like, bro, come on. What, what, what are you doing? Like, All right, Jeff, what do we got? You, you, we have something about uh, some video game or something you're all hopped up about. What, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, well, Al's in the game. That's why I thought it was cool yeah. to uh, what, what, talk about What is an Al in? What the <laughs> yeah. frig is an Al in, bro? Thing I can get in. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, so WrestleQuest, new video game on PS5, Xbox, and Switch and Steam, comes out Tuesday. But right. we, we saw the um, the ad you did the, with the ladder the one week. It was like the Sports Center type right. ad. You did one where you were sitting at the desk talking with Head, and Head got Employee of the Month. I think Jeff Jarrett has a, a couple. I saw one where the referee... Jarrett was sleeping on his desk and the referee lifted his arm up. And then after the second one, DDP was there. And then, you know, he woke up and he was ready to, to well, work. bro, everybody, everybody's <laughs> getting a payday off of this poor slob, aren't they? All right. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so how did that, like, first off, how did, how did these guys get you to, to do all this with the game, do those commercials and stuff? Cause I think that's really cool. They, uh, they, you know, the guys with the game had reached out to me. This has been kind of probably year, year and a half ago, maybe two, uh, initially, and and you know, were interested in wanting me to be a part, be a character in the game. Uh, and initially, I was going to be a playable character, and I think I became an NPC. Uh, you know, where I I'm in a certain part of the game or something as an NPC, a non-playable character. And uh, they, um, you know, contacted me, and I was of course thrilled to do it. Uh, and then um, I think it might have been la- might have been last year that uh or the spring it was in spring that they they reached out they were filming these uh they had gotten the same guy who had directed all the sports center uh commercials 
to come in and they wanted to do these commercials uh, for the video game where, you know, it was in the office and we were, it was like we were employees at uh, Mad Cat Studios, the, the uh, uh, place that built the game. So it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. There's, there's one where uh, uh, Jeff and uh, DDP and myself are, we walk, you know, Jeff walks in and he's got a table and then DDP comes in with a ladder. I come in with a chair and the guy that's working at the computer gets like freaked out. And then, uh, you know, they, Jeff and DDP tell me to go get the birthday cake because they're putting up a happy birthday sign for the guy. He thought we were going to be up and playing. So, uh, you know, and it's, 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 it's pretty, they're pretty funny. I mean, they, they, they really did a great job with them. So there's another one where, uh, myself and head are in the lunchroom and, uh, two people are talking and we kind of just, I just turn the head and have it look at them and, we start, you know, I start discussing about the fact somebody's stealing my lunch. So, <laughs> now, have you, go ahead. No, you okay. go. I was going to say, have you seen yourself in the game? I, I've seen, I've seen the character. Like I put it up on social media as my, you know, new photo, but I haven't actually seen the, seen the game itself or I've seen myself in it yet. No. All right. Well, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you here, Vince, because I, I had to find Al before we recorded this show to get the whole review up because that's the whole point of this. Al's on our show. Al's in this game. I have to find Al. I've been playing this game all week. It took me over 15 hours to find Al, but I finally got to this town of Riddle Marsh, and I walked into a new screen, and I saw a familiar face. So, Vince, if you want to pop up that video there. I'm like a headed chip. So I'm playing a character... Uh, one of the characters, you have different characters. It's, it's an RPG, switch back and forth. So I go from Riddle Marsh to Seasmore, and there he is. Time to get in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him all little and jacked. Look at him. Look at how jacked up in a video game, yeah. man. You're too much. You kill me, man. You kill me. Yeah, so he's having a conversation. There's wrestlers around here with some real promise, don't you think? And then he says to me, what? No, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to her. <laughs> Throwing to head. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty neat to see. Vince, any uh, thoughts on his character design there? Uh, bro, you know, you know what the thing is with Al, bro? This is, uh, this is such a one-way uh, relationship with Al. What do you mean? Uh, because he comes on here. He's paid handsomely. <laughs> on time every single month like clockwork you could ask him you think with all these projects he throws vince i'm gonna throw vince a bone i'm gonna i'm gonna oh i got that oh i got a woman's girdle line i'm gonna throw vince a bone yeah, nothing nothing with all these freaking things bro nothing jeff nothing i've i've run into in this game Jeff Jarrett, of course. Jake the Snake, of course. The, the Road Warriors, Andre the Giant. Yeah, he. You know why he got Jeff involved? Because maybe Jeff. <laughs> here's how it works in a business, uh, Jeff. May, oh, Jeff works for AW. Maybe Jeff will give Tony Khan the Iggy. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get my buddy here, and who Vince can't give anybody the Iggy. That's right. how it works, right. bro. Jeff, and you and I both know. We're, we're all jealous of Jeff Jarrett. Man. We are. Jeff Jarrett's incredible. Jeff Jarrett's incredible. I give him credit, all the credit in the world. He is the Lazarus man. He just keeps coming back. I yeah, mean, man. I give him all the credit in the world. 
have no, nothing but respect for you. Al, you know, it's funny. I was going to say, because you, you you talked about the ladder and all that stuff. Bro, I swear to God, we, we, I, I'm sure Jeff's got 18 indie clips here in a second. But last night on one of the clips in AEWL, and, and like like I said, man, I had not watched them in a long time. Bro, one of, one of the boys during the match hit the other guy in the head with a hammer on AEW. On AEW during the match, yeah, they're hitting each other in the head with hammers now. I'm well, like, I, saw, I saw a, uh, and I was going to bring it up, uh, and I was just, it was on TikTok, and I, I just, they, you know, Cornette's got his excerpts of his podcast on TikTok, and um, he was reviewing a match of Chris Jericho as the pain maker. Um, and he against this guy was uh, represented the murder death kill club. And I mean, you know, in typical Cornette fashion, I mean, it was pretty funny, his descriptions, but th- this guy, and I really don't know what, I think his name was Nick Gage. Uh, that sounds familiar. I think that's the guy that David Arquette wrestled with the light. Too. Oh, that crazy dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I'm not taking any look, I, you know, people are going to get upset. So I really don't care, but you're, you're, you're supposed to be, uh, you know, competing to some degree, even though you can't, but they say they are competing with WWE and I'm all for, offering an alternative, something that's style-wise and approach-wise that's different. I get it. But you've got this guy on your show and in, in a major fashion, and I'm sorry, but the guy doesn't look like a star. He doesn't look like any... He would not pass the airport test at all in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And, and you can have him on your show, that's fine. But you're having him on your show in a very prominent match against really the only actual real star on your show, Chris Jericho. You know what I mean? And, and you know, from what I watched, you know, the guy comes out uh, uh, to the ring with Jericho and no sooner than the bell rings, he pulls a pizza cutter out of his pocket and slices Jericho across the arm and Jericho blades his arm, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I do, it just fascinated me that this was the approach that they think that they need to take because I've noticed that lately on reports that, that they are really trending towards doing lots of these blood and guts and death style matches on TV almost on a weekly basis. And I, I, I don't know, I don't understand where, where they're going with it. And I, because I don't see that being able to appeal or draw larger numbers or more of an actual audience, because I can see a lot of people being turned off by that. Al, you want to hear something really interesting, man. Here, here's something really interesting. So before I went to the highlight of clips, I, I went to a very short clip from that Texas chainsaw massacre match. Yeah. Okay. And in this clip, Karen, Karen and Jeff are covered in blood, covered, covered in blood. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm like, bro, come on. Like, 
for how the how in God's name did Karen get cut? You know, so so then, bro, I go back and I look at the highlights, and they have more of the footage. Right, bro. The fight starts backstage, and for whatever reason, they throw buckets of red blood on both Karen and Jeff. So I'm I'm looking at this and I'm I'm trying to think of the logic here and I'm like okay bro so let me get this straight. Yeah. This is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre match. Definitely. So be, because of the title Why did you keep forgetting that? Yeah, because of the title, you need blood. Jeff probably said, "I ain't freaking Bladed, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so now for for so now for no reason whatsoever, we're just pouring buckets of like what? I don't know. I don't understand. You know, again, you know, for again, a na- this is a national mainstream operation, and and the. Again, they're trying, I understand they're trying to take a different tact. They're trying to present a different product. But there are a million other ways to do it than to really try to appeal to the lowest denominator that's not going to generate the general or casual audience. I mean, casual audience is going to tune into that and they're going to be like, well, then turn the channel, you know, especially if they have children in the house. You know, they're going to be appalled by it. And quite frankly, I can't blame them. You know, that appeal, that appeals to only a very, very niche audience. And I, you know, and I, I just don't, I Jeff, don't see why. Do you know, do you know there, we, we did a spot at TNA. <laughs> it was early on in TNA, right, Jeff? I, I, I don't, I just don't understand. I'm telling you this because I don't understand why they make things so freaking difficult that aren't difficult. And you know, it wasn't difficult when I was involved. So Jeff, we do a spot at TNA. Jeff hits me with the guitar. Okay, bro. I go down and I immediately cover my face. Okay. With relief, yeah. Trainer runs down, Jeff. Trainer, trainer runs down with a referee, whatever. They're tending to me, right? So, Jeff, the the either the trainer or the ref, one of the two, gives me a white towel. The other guy has a vial this big of red theater blood. So while they give me the white towel, the, the the ref is squeezing the red blood into the towel. You're such a sissy. So Jeff, I get up and I I'm, I'm I got this on my face and it's all red and they walk me to the back. I, <laughs> I I don't understand what is so difficult with this shit that you can't pull stuff off safely. You can't just take a little rage blade. Get the heck out of here, self mutilating myself, man. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like you can afford to do that, so. <laughs> You know, right, Jeff, you we put got it up to... in your hairline, and you just poke into no, it. I no, no, no. It, it don't hurt, you know. No. And then you Jeff, get... Do we have uh, do we have clips, bro? Yeah, but... back in my day, you know, not just squeeze the TV. Yeah, no, I, I, I ain't doing, I ain't doing no razor blades in my head, bro. No, no. <laughs> yeah, 
that's the safest place for you. No, the in in the tube. In the tube is the safest place for me, bro. Yeah. All right, Jeff, what are we gonna say? Now? You're not putting over this game more, are you? What? No, we're gonna he, put... he's putting over the game. First of all, why does he get I didn't get a game? I didn't send him a game. No, I know. The studio sent it to me. Yeah, Why are they sending it to you? A co- well, I mean, I didn't get a physical copy of the game. I got a download code. Video games. Oh, you got a download code. All right. yeah, Go ahead, Jeff. What were you going to say, so. Jerry? Go ahead. Yeah, we're going to put the clips off to the end in case we run out of time because there's so much to actually talk about this week. Okay, I want to make sure we get it all in with the CM Punk drama because right. the, it seems like that that's the only time there's something interesting to talk about is this AEW CM Punk. Thank stuff. God for CM Punk, man. Seriously. Oh. Yeah. So there's a lot here. So stop me if you want to jump in at any point and address what I've already said, because we got a lot to go through, but this started with news had come out that Ryan Nemeth was booked on collision. He arrived at the show. And when he got there, one of the coaches told him, Oh, you're not actually needed for the show. We already have you a flight booked and sent him back home. So then the rumors came out, well, it's because of CM Punk. CM Punk doesn't want him on the shows, and CM Punk said he doesn't even want him in catering. He doesn't want him in the building. So then a story came out of where that came from. And apparently in June, they had a backstage argument, Punk and Nemeth, that Punk was mad because after he cut the promo on his return about the counterfeit bucks and, and your favorite stars being soft and all that stuff, Nemeth put out a tweet, the softest man alive. So Punk uh, interpreted that um, as directed at him because it was during the promo. Nemeth is, uh, I guess, boys with the elite. So they got heated that night. Punk, uh, whatever the June uh, incident was, not the night of the promo because Nemeth tweeted that from wherever, but Punk got up in Nemeth's face when he saw him at the next show, asked him if he had a problem with him. This is all allegedly, by the way. Um, Punk asked him if we, we need to take it outside, but nothing turned physical. And um, they they moved the argument into the hallway. Nemeth apparently explained his stance, saying, well, Punk fired the shots first. Punk, they're, they're saying that Punk was like, you're just trying to get over with your boys type of thing with the elite. So he told him the timing of the tweet was bad. Don't react to these issues on and social media. And so they shook hands afterwards, but there was still tension. So they're saying that that's where this comes from, allegedly, of Nemeth being sent home by CM Punk. Then Hangman Page shows up in his hometown the show was at to do a pre-tape for Dynamite, but it's at Collision. They, they asked him to go to Collision to do a pre-tape for Dynamite. When he got there, they just said, ah, we're going to have to film this somewhere else, and they didn't want him to go into the building at all. So then there's they're saying, oh, that's because of Punk. That's the rumors. Then this was, I guess, not this weekend, but um, – oh, yeah, no, this was the same show as the Nemeth one. Matt Hardy and Christopher Daniels were also allegedly brought into collision, told they weren't needed, and sent home. One report stated Punk made this call because they're both buddies with the elite. What's interesting is Christopher Daniels is the head of talent relations. So they are saying that CM Punk got the head of talent relations sent home from the taping because he didn't want him there. And the reason why was he said because Daniels was involved in that locker room brawl, it's not fair that A. Steel can't come to the shows, but Christopher Daniels can. This is what they're saying. 
So now this is where Dave Meltzer chimes in. And normally you take what Meltzer says with a grain of salt. When it comes to AEW, he seems to know what he's talking about because people actually talk to him from AEW. So he said, and this is where I think he does know something. He suggested that there was something else other than that tweet incident with Punk and Nemeth that happened, which was why Nemeth was removed. But but Meltzer wouldn't say what it was. So that tells me he's covering for something, which should tell you his bias right there. But Meltzer says Punk has the power to kick people out of the events and that Tony Khan gave him that power. That is completely, I, I can see it all happening. I, I, it, I think that, you know, I know it's alleged, but it certainly sounds like a very real possibility. Um, let's face facts. You're going to have conflict uh, backstage. It's inevitable. No matter what company, no matter where it's at, you're going to have, there's, you've got very high maintenance, um, you know, very uh, uh, quirky, uh, eclectic, egotistical uh, athletes that are all together and they're all competing with each other 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so, you're going to have these, you're going to have issues. You're going to have situations with confrontation, but that is why you have to have a, you can never, you cannot ever allow the inmates to run the asylum. You can't. And you have to have a clear delineation between the office and the locker room. And the very reason why is because this kind of behavior, this kind of activity does nothing, does absolutely nothing for the company in any way, shape, or form. You are bringing these talent in. You spent money to bring Ryan Nemeth in, and you had a purpose, reason for bringing him in, that you were wanting to do some type of business, I would assume. And now because someone else, another talent, has a problem with this person, now you go, well, we're going to go to an added expense, buy him a plane ticket and send him right back out. Well, you didn't get out of him what you wanted. You spent more money than you needed. And all based off of this one particular talent who now you've empowered to this degree. And even when you do empower a talent, you never empower a talent to that degree. I don't care how much of a draw or an attraction they are. You just, that doesn't happen. You do manage and acquiesce to certain talent that are drawing you money, yes. But they had better be drawing you major amounts of money in order for you to do any of that. And let's face facts. I mean, based on the numbers, punk ain't doing that. So why, how does that benefit or behoove you to placate him in, in this type of action, in this type of behavior. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why, because I, th- I, I think you forget one thing. He, no, he, not, yeah, you are. Listen, I'm, I'm telling that, you, he, that's here's what happened. There's a complete lack of leadership. There. But listen to what happened. We, we got to go back. We, we got to go back to the beginning of this, and we have to remind ourselves what happened, okay? Yeah. CM Punk was in his locker room. And he got attacked by three executive vice presidents of the company, physically attacked. Bro, at that point, he's got Tony Khan bent over the sink. 
He's got his old man bent over the sink. He's got it. He's got everybody bent over the sink. You're right. Bro, we we got laws. He's suing everybody. And now Khan's got to go back to the old man and explain to the old man why vice presidents of the company are attacking an employee of the company. That 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 led to that but that led to Khan now has Zero leverage, bro. Either he's gonna get his ass sued or he's gonna give in to every CM Punk demand. Well, and then that again goes back to that be having a clear delineation between talent right in the office. Absolutely. Can't ride the fence. You know what I mean? Yep. And and making your talent that you're going to utilize in the ring a factor backstage to the point of vice presidency. Yep. Is is absurd because you can't they can't they can't serve you know the talent are always going to serve themselves and and that that's all right that's what they're supposed to do that they're supposed to be self interested they're supposed to be self centered they're supposed to be because that's how you survive in this business mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. if you're a vice president you are supposed to be the company's interests first not your own. And you can't have the two because they're going to go crosswise of each other. And they did. And they literally, Tony Khan created this very situation that he is in. Right. You know, and, and um, it, 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 it's just, it's lunacy. I mean, it really, quite honestly, is just sheer lunacy because they have put, you know, uh, the same mistake that WCW made with the, you know, giving talent, any talent, creative control. And, you know, uh, you, you can't do those things. You just cannot do those things and expect that you're going to still be able to navigate and operate a, a successful business. You know, you, you just can't. And that's, that, that's people that are outside because the wrestling business is like every other business, but it's not like any other business in the sense that, you can buy a Jimmy John's franchise and you're going to operate it the same as you do the wrestling business, meaning you're going to promote, you're going to market, and you're going to sell your sandwiches, you're going to batch your product. Well, in the wrestling business, you're going to promote, you're going to market, and you're going to sell your product, which are the wrestlers. And the wrestlers all have their own agendas and their own personalities and their own egos and their own wants and needs and desires. Your sandwiches don't. They just get sold. And but you've got to manage and direct your product, which are human beings. That is infinitely much more difficult to do. Yeah. And people don't, they don't, people from outside of the wrestling business don't understand that one singular aspect mm-hmm. is what makes the wrestling so different. So unique as far as conducting business, yeah. because, you know, again, regardless of what you might think, you know, I'm going to put on a, a, a wrestling show. Congratulations. But the, I'm not putting on a show. I'm putting on a commercial to sell my product, which are the wrestlers. And the wrestlers are going to go out there and utilize that as a commercial for them to sell themselves to the audience, to motivate them to attend, to buy merchandise, to buy license, you know, create licensing opportunities, etc. And And I've got to get them to be willing to do it in such a fashion that fits with my vision because I believe that that's going to generate the most income for the company. They don't care. They only care about what's going to generate the most applause and the most pat on the back and writing a a critical acclaim uh, for the matches. They're not interested in anything else. 
You know, they don't care. They just, well, I want to be at the top of the card. I want to carry the belt. I want to beat everybody. And then I want to, you know, just retire and give the belt back. No, yeah. you can't do that. And that's how their mind works. Yeah. So you can't, you can't put them in the driver's seat of any company in any fashion. They can't even be the co-pilot. They've got to be able, you know, and historically proven itself out. Over and over again, there have been, you know, offices that have integrated wrestlers that had power behind the camera, that they were still in front of the camera, and that power behind the camera always got abused to yeah. some degree or another. But it that, that them, them breaking into the locker room and that assault, and now Punk's got them over a barrel, that led to literally him getting his own show and him dictating who's on the show and who's not. And Tony conveniently forgetting to tell who wasn't on the show that they weren't on the show. Therefore they show up and they got to be sent home. That's what this is all about. I I mean, and, and punk played this beautifully in my opinion. It's insane. I mean, you know, is there more Jeff? Is there more to it? Yeah, well, there was a separate issue. This one's kind of different, but it, if true, it shows kind of the, the role that CM Punk has backstage because, well, first off, that there are people, a source close to Punk allegedly, of course, this is the dirt you guys saying, but they're saying that he had nothing to do with Matt Hardy uh, and Daniels and those guys being sent home. But everybody, they're saying, but they all think he does. So the 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 lot Matt Hardy thinks that CM Punk had him sent home, whether he did or not. Christopher Daniels thinks CM Punk had him sent home, whether he did or not. So it's causing a divide in the locker room, whatever is going on there, and it kind of leads into this statement that Punk made to Jungle Boy Jack Perry, because at the collision taping, Perry wanted to do a. There was a backstage segment, and he wanted to use real glass in this backstage segment. I guess they were going to break it. He wanted to use real glass. Well, CM Punk jumped in, said it was a safety hazard. No, Tony Schiavone agreed with CM Punk. So then Jungle Boy started arguing with Punk, and uh, they're saying that he threw a, a tantrum, and Punk told him that if you want to, or he said collision doesn't have segments of that ilk, and advised him to stay on dynamite if he had a problem with it. Wow. Yeah, first of all, like my, my first thing was like, bro, Jack is it what is it, Jack Perry, Jeff? Yeah, it, has it's, Jack um, Perry it's has, Luke Perry's kid. Yeah, Luke Perry's kid. Has Jack Perry never heard of candy glass Al? <laughs> that he's gotta use bro. real glass like really, bro? I can't I can't argue with punk in regards to using Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, wait yeah. a minute, do you not know what candy glass is that you want to break real glass? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but uh, you know. I don't know what drives them to mo- and motivates them to want to do these things. I really don't, but it does sound like, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that it actually happened, but it sounds like it probably happened. And it does sound like to your point, Vince, that, I mean, you know, it, Tony Khan's really put his nuts in the vice and, you know, punk is there just turning the, turning the, Oh God. Yeah, man. Further, oh, further. Can't blame him. I mean, you know, he's get, been given the keys to the kingdom, so he can he can pretty much do whatever he wants, I guess, until his contract runs out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Now, if they resign him, 
that's insane. I mean, they just, you know, they're asking for it then. When are the rumors going to start, uh, Jeff, that Punk's secretly working for Vince McMahon and trying to detroit? What, what, what is that? I, I, what, what is this? We're in August? I'm going to say by October 1st, that's going to be the rumor. He's working for Vince and trying to destroy AEW from within. I guarantee you, bro. That's next. He's doing a good enough job on his own with, you know, yeah. with his vision and stuff and his lack of leadership. Yeah. That's, uh, that's not good. Yeah. All right, what's next, Jeff? Well, we've heard a story about you know fans hounding wrestlers at the airport and some who are not proper about it. This this one this is a new one for me reading. So Britt Baker was on the John Chuckery show and she talked about how with more and more dates in AEW, she's having to cut back on her time at her dental office and being a dentist. She's having to put that on on the back burner. And she said one thing. She said um, it's been challenging for her to visit the practice due to wrestling fans. She said it was getting really tricky to navigate the waters of the fans coming into the dental office and not really know really knowing who was there to be a patient and who was there wanting an autograph and a picture. Well, that that's you know you open yourself up to that when you are sharing you know your your real life. That's why a lot of us always adopted, uh, you know, a nom de guerre, a ring name, you know, um, was because that way it could. What did you just say? What did you just say that way? Hold hold on. Hold on. What? Just to adequate it. Okay. Just adequate it. No. What did you just say? A nom de guerre? Nom de guerre. It is a stage name, or Jeff. Ring. Did you have you no. ever? Okay, thank but you. I'm not. I'm not. Thank educa- you. I'm not uh, educated in that. Don Don Baguere. Oh my Dom god! Don Baguere. God, do you, do you, you have any grasp of the English language? I swear to God. No, I've never heard of that in my life, and neither is Jerry. I've never heard of Don Baguere. Never, never. No, I haven't. But that's really fancy. How do you spell that? I'm gonna start using it. N O M D. Big shot. He's got to show he's the big shot. Oh, I'm in a video game. Nom de guerre. Nom de guerre. I'm in a video game. Nom de guerre. Go ahead. Just adequate. Okay. Bro, you know what? You know what's insane? I don't you, think people understand this. Bro, do you know how many years Britt Baker had to go to school to become no. a dentist? The no. studying, the yeah. boards. Do you understand what went with that? Now she's not even going to her own office so she can wrestle. But good, good for her. I mean, congratulations that her career is, your wrestling career is taken off to that degree. You know, that's awesome. She needs a nom de guerre. A nom de guerre. You know, no, she needs no, that right. nom de guerre. She needs that. that. Many ways to make my point. That was why a lot of wrestlers would have a different identity, different ring name to, you know, and then they'd have their legal name because at one point in time, it was difficult for bands to track you down where you lived, you know, and things like that, because some of them took it very seriously and they may come to your house and cause problems. And so you, you used a, a, a separate identity for the ring, you know, um, and you, and you, that was, that was your ring identity. And then you had your real life identity and, and there is some common sense to that approach. You know, I Not- would, I would, for the record, I would allow Al Snow to give me a root canal for an autograph picture for the right, re- for the record, Al, for the record. I've convinced 
fans to allow to to take a taser shot. So that I, <laughs> <laughs> I have. <laughs> got several stories about that kind of stuff. Oh my god! All right, Jeff. What else? do we have? Any, I want to get yeah. to these clips that we got. Yeah, these, well, I, I don't I just, these I'm, clips. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, it, I still don't think that excuses these idiots showing up to her place of work. I agree. Inter- interfering with the dental business, you know, you know, when there's a, she's not the only one that works there. There's other, you know, they, they're they're it's appropriate. Bro, yeah. look at your AEW crowd. Come on, Jeff, just put on the show and look in the audience. They're, 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 you think they know any better to not go to her place of business? Come on, man, bro, please. The crowd too, and yeah. that has been going on. That kind of stuff. The complaints about the airport stuff have been going on for a very long time. Where. These people, I, you know, it's, it's, you know, I've never turned down an autograph or whatever, but these guys will show up and they'll show up with stacks of photos or, and they're trying to get you to, and they'll, they'll harass you to not just give them an autograph, but sign multiple things. And, you know, there's a time and a place to do it. And yeah, if you happen to be at the airport and you happen to be catching a flight and you happen to see one of these athletes and you go up and you go, Hey, I wanted to say hi, you know, Hey, would it be any trouble to sign an autograph? And you just have pull out a piece of paper or, you know, you've got a something in your wallet or whatever. That's fine. You know, but when you, you're going to the airport and you are going to stake it out, you're going to sit there and wait. Cause you know, when the flights come in and you've kind of figured out, who's on what flight based on where they're coming from. And you're now posted at the bottom of the uh, escalator. And now you're coming up and you're hassling them and you're trying to, you're like, come on, come on, come on. Can you sign me an autograph? Can you sign me an autograph? And you've got four or five or whatever number of photos or items that you want signed. And you don't want any of it personalized, but you know, you, you know, now you're showing up at, at, at this woman's place of business where she conducts her career and you know, and you're now interfering with her operating her business. That's wrong. It, it, it's fine to ask for an autograph, but to go to those extents, to go to those degrees, that's wrong. That's that's just not, you know, in the adequate of uh, going for autographs. That that that's not it's not proper. Yeah. It's just not there. Yeah. And I mean, the the big difference is, hey, you happen, you're you you're a patient, or you're walking in and. You know, and you're you're really there to get some kind of dental work done. And oh, by the way, oh, I'm 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 really a big fan of yours. Can I get an autograph? Here's a can I just on a piece of paper? Not hey, I happen to have this eight by ten carried my briefcase, and could you sign it? Because then that shows that you were coming there for that one reason. Yeah, but you know, with with that being said, Al, you know, you talk about the non bagarre. No. With that being with that being said, l- 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 let's be honest. And listen, bro, I, 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 I've exchanged uh, I've exchanged uh, messages with uh, Britt Baker. I like Britt, Britt Baker a lot. I think yeah. she's a great performer. But let, let's be honest. She went to dental school. She gets right. a license to be a dentist. Right. You know she's going to open up a practice. Shouldn't she have known to have a non bagheer like if if anybody was going to like how could she go by her (laughs) real name knowing that because it probably when um because they used to use it 
a lot at the beginning of AEW. They used it a lot to market her, claim, you know, going, oh, by the way, she's a dentist. Oh, by the way, she's a dentist, which I always thought was a mistake. Yeah. It shouldn't be, you know, because it wasn't her character in the ring. It was, she was a wrestler. And oh, by the way, she's also a dentist. Yeah. And it was like, well, you're just telling everybody that kind of like when NWA did the whole documentary on Tim Storm when he was the NWA World Heavyweight Champion and went, hey, he's a principal at a high school. You know, yeah. when you just told the audience, he's not that successful as an NWA World Champion because if he was, he wouldn't be working as a high school principal. Yeah. What yeah. I mean? And you kind of, in the beginning, that's what they were doing when they were focusing so heavily on the fact that she was an actual dentist. Yeah. Where they were going, oh, yeah. Well, she must not be that good as far as being a wrestler because if she were that good being a wrestler, she'd just be a wrestler and not also a dentist. Yeah. You know? See, that's the uh, that that's the problem, Jerry, that uh, Al runs into. Oh, he's a movie star. Oh, he's a video game star. Oh. I'm here for everything, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right, Jeff, what else? Do we have we have videos yet or more news? Yeah, we got a, we got a few Al clips. Uh, I didn't get – if you guys send in clips this week, I did not have a chance to get to them, so I will – uh, I'll we'll look at them before next week's show, but I did want to get some of Al's clips that he sent in. So Vince, Fiona I was I was sending clips all week. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got a few of them here. I, what do I got to do, Jeff? When I do this, it says remove. I got to go. No, back. don't yeah. remove. Yeah, right there. That's what you want. I was fine. Wait, is it? Wait, uh, tell me beforehand. Can I watch this? Yes. This one, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't think there's any that you won't like. I don't remember. I don't think so either. <laughs> Bro, you talk about no regard for the human body. Just absolutely, you might as well be throwing a dummy off of that thing, bro. It, it literally is like watching. Just, <laughs> you know, remember when David Letterman had stupid pet tricks? Like that's what we should call this segment: just stupid human tricks. I mean, it's just. Bro, who was the guy from England who had the comedy show? Benny Hill. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's right out of Benny Hill. Show me that again, Jeff. Yeah, you know what? Those tables are pretty high. It, the fall just from the table to this concrete seems pretty rough, you know? Well, they, they, it looks, it looked to me, it's not like it's an actual tabletop. It's like a table frame on top of another table frame, and they used plywood on top of each of those. Because the, 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 watch when he lands on it. And it, and again, another here. And again, I wish I could hear the conversation in the back between these two. So yeah, uh, we'll go up to the balcony, which is at least twenty five feet from the floor. <clears throat> Great. What are we going to do? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to shove your dead body over the rail, uh, like I'm disposing it off of a cruise line ship. <laughs> You're going to plummet, probably about 10, 12 feet before you strike that first. Uh, big wooden board that's on the table frame. Um, it'll probably break, which will slow your descent slightly, but don't worry. There's a second one underneath that that you'll be able to hit as well, and then that when it breaks, by the time you hit to the floor, you, it'll be like hitting a feather. You know what I mean? You'll It'll be nothing. Now, we clearly don't understand physics in the sense that we are pushing somebody forward over the rail again like they're disposing of a dead body on a cruise line ship and his hips are going to rotate which cause him to bounce off of 
board. That was planned. Boom. Oh, man, bro. That's nasty. Oh. God, you got to love them. I mean, seriously, keep doing this stuff. I cannot encourage people to keep doing this more and more because it just, I, 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 yeah. Uh, what's next, Chef? All right, here's Al's second one. Oh, shit. Wait, can I watch this? Yeah. Yeah, you can watch it. Hold on. Can you stop for a second? First off, I want you to watch the masterful athleticism of climbing to the top rope. <laughs> wait, wait, watch. Jeff, just so everybody can see, the dude's got a got, there's a there's a cinder block right between his legs, correct? Cinder block, yeah. Prone, guy laying on the mat prone with a cinder block set up on his testicles. There is another guy walking to the uh, corner. He has got a cinder block in his hand. He places the cinder block gingerly down on his back. He then proceeds to gracefully stand on the cinder block, getting an assist to start to slowly climb very adeptly like Spider-Man up the corner. He then gently turns his torso, sits on the top rope, has the referee, watch this, has the referee hand him this stuff. Just don't run it for a second. Hold on. I want to, I just got to get this description out because I was blown away. The referee, I, apparently there is something going on on the independence of these shows where it's pissing these referees off. We watched the one set the guy's pants on fire and he got thrown out of the ring. We've seen <laughs> numerous referees take part in these festivities. And I'm clearly sensing that there is a rebellion brewing within the referee ranks where they have had enough from these wrestlers. So that it, why do I surmise that? Because this referee, the guy finally gets himself set aloft above everything on top rope. And he... I Hold on, Jeff. Get us to the top rope. and, and it's the ref, He points and the referee just goes and bends over, picks up the cinder block and hands it to him and steps back. All right, go ahead, Jeff. Play it through. Let me see. Look Let me at rewind to see so you can see the walk up again, Vince. Yeah, yeah, it's watch. a step. It's a, he's using it as a step. Uh, it gets the, watch the grace in the oh, and the athleticism of climbing this rope. And well, I got to turn around now. Shit! How many? <laughs> I, I'll put my leg over. And his oh, back is bleeding like a sieve. There. Hey, uh, hold on. Okay, yeah, here, okay here, here you go. Could you give me a hand ref? Thanks. Here we go. I'm going to you put it on my head. And oh, my God, bro. Come on. Bro. The, the, ref, the ref hands in the center block and then asks him, like, why are you going to use the center block? <laughs> you know, Al, seriously, as a shoot, yeah. what, 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 what's the percentage that the guy taking it was actually was even wearing a support cup? Oh, not at all. Not at <laughs> You know he wasn't. He Jeff, play that again. That's insane. And the guy, watch, the genius of this is, is that he goes, hey, hand me the cinder block. He picks it up, and does he just put it in front of him? No, he sets it on top of his head so that he can now knock himself out. Look, the ref's like, Are you, what, you want the cinder block? Yeah, that's why I brought it over here, you idiot. Look, I'm going to put it on top of my head. It'll be okay. Bye. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> yeah. 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 Locking headbutt with a cinder block into a cinder block into his nuts. 
Yeah. Jeez, bro. All right, what's next, Jeff? All right, let's do one more. Let's do one more for now before we wrap up here. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, watch this. More genius. This makes complete sense. This guy comes out in a hospital-looking outfit. He tries to stop up against Chilkwaite. Stands on the outside, puts the trash in over his head. Wait, play that again. Real quick, let's let's break this down. Go ahead, Al. Go ahead. Go ahead. This guy comes marching out of the backstage area with a trash can. So apparently, we're assuming he just broke out of some psych ward or something, right? Just yeah. And apparently, he is he is obviously visibly upset. Something happened to piss him off to go back to get this trash can. Right now, he throws the trash can into the ring. He climbs into the ring to go all the way across the ring to the opposite corner. Can you stop it for a second, Jeff? Why would he not just walk around the ring? Why bother going through the ring to do this? I have no idea. But he's clearly got a plan because this group of people, because there's a large group of people over here just standing and waiting as they're watching him do this. They're standing there waiting. They clearly have done something to piss this guy off really bad. So watch as he adeptly climbs the top rope, again, with such skill and grace, positions himself, picks up the trash can, then inserts himself into the trash <laughs> and dives onto them. That, that's the most ridiculous. And they part. all stand there watching. Look, they all stand there watching. Oh, uh, what a surprise. We all just got Dovon. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> What's the point of putting the trash can on your head? What is that? Uh, like, what is the point of that? Uh, and, and the guys on the floor doing the typical, hey, what the hell is he doing? Is he putting the trash can on his head? Yeah, he is. That looks like he's about to dive on us. Oh, there's no way. He wouldn't have walked all the way to the back to get a trash can to walk all the way back out of here through the ring and climb the top rope, put the trash can on himself to just dive on us. Doesn't he realize we can watch him and see him doing this? He's not surprising us. Oh, my God, he jumped on us. Al, yeah. what would what would Road Dog say? <laughs> what would Road Dog say, Al? What three words? Oh, God Bless his heart. Bless God. his heart. <laughs> Bless his heart, Al. He, he, you know, he ain't unbelievable. good. He ain't good, but he's special. Bless oh us. my God, bro. Yeah. Just unbelievable, man. I got, there's a couple other beauties too. I mean, yeah, next I week, yeah, next yeah, yeah, I'll make sure to play him next week because uh, there was, there was a fire one. Yeah, play the fire one. Please play the fire one. Play yeah. the fire one, Jack. Can we play the fire one, Jack? Oh, yeah, I think I'm, let me make sure I have it. Yeah, let's yeah. play the fire one, Jeff. Hold um, on. You're going to love this one, Vince. Yes, I do. I do have it. I mean, they just keep getting better. When you think they could not lower the bar further, they put it on the ground or they dig a ditch and drop the bar into it. I mean, it's it's amazing that I just find it, it fascinating that they just go, you know what? I can top that. I can be more of an idiot than the last person. And, and there's no way to justify Look, I, I'll narrate this for us. I like when you're the narrator. Okay, so what we've done is we've set some kind of piece of furniture ablaze. 
right? Where it looks like it's a backyard barbecue happening. <laughs> I'm expecting to see a dad in a pair of jorts with some uh, New Balance shoes turning hamburgers on this thing. That's how big this flame Why is. Why can I tell by this one still photo that somebody's going to get caught on fire? <laughs> like, oh, why do I already good. know? I already know, bro. This I know. Listen, don't ruin it for everyone. <laughs> Go ahead, Al. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, now, apparently, uh, you know, a couple of neighbors have stopped by while dad's cooking on the grill and they've decided to fix the gutters for dad. uh, And they're up on a stepladder. Apparently, an argument broke out and then we'll see what happens. Watch. He's on fire. He's on fire. His ass is is on fire. The fans are are throwing their water. Don't worry. We plan for every contingency. Uh, there with a jug of water to just pour on the back of his ass as he's look he's in panic he's genuinely on fire <laughs> the oh guy was because he realized oh shit my ass is on fire i can't put this out what am i going to oh do? my god and then some fans ran forward were like hey don't worry buddy we've been to the last three shows <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always carry a jug of water. And really, everyone should carry a jug of water because you should drink at least a gallon a day. But uh, wait, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drink my gallon. I'm gonna pour it on your ass to put your <laughs> uh, that's incredible. That is incredible. I, I just think it's 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 lunacy. I mean, really. I mean, you can't blame me for literally sending these because they are just how can you again justify any of this? Hey, uh, when we get out there, you know, I got this great spot. You do? Yeah, it'll get us over, man. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to climb a ladder. We're going to set a fire in the middle of the ring. We're going to set a fire in the middle of the ring? Yeah, don't worry. It'll be fine. Okay? We'll just, it'll all be self-contained. You know what I mean? It'll be right there. It'll be like, a, you know, when you go camping out in the woods. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's not going to go anywhere. You know what I mean? See, only you can prevent forest fires, you know? So, and then won't the ring catch on fire? Nah, it'll just burn a hole in the canvas. It'll be fine. The promoter of replacing canvases every time I set one on fire. Uh, we'll climb to the top of a ladder. Okay, I'm with you, but what are we doing at the top of the ladder? Are we going for anything? Are we trying to get a belt or get a, you know, a contract? No, no, no. We're just going to go up there so we can get a really good look at the fire. And then I'm going to push you off the ladder and you're going to collide into the fire and your asshole is going to catch him. <laughs> <laughs> this will get, get me over. <laughs> They will be talking about you for years. Uh, Tremendous. All right. Al, what is going on at at OVW, man? Well, again, (laughs) lots of this kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? (laughs) I do have a a, a big, I do have the, I swear to you, big announcement. It got put off till Monday. Oh, man. It honestly. And I can't, I can't until I get the green light, I can't say anything. But uh, next week, I will absolutely for sure be able to do it because it, it, everything is a go on Monday. So, um, and I'll have a big, big, big announcement. Nobody's catching a bl- on fire. No assholes are going to blaze. Uh, nothing like that. Uh, you know, nobody's get, pushing a dead body off a cruise ship and letting it collide into multiple pieces of plywood on the way as it plummets its, its to death and, you know, <laughs> to the floor below. None of that, but it is, it's pretty big deal, pretty big stuff. So, and I will give it to everybody next week. Because awesome. Awesome. We can look forward to that next so, week. So, uh, 
this week on OVWTV, uh, it's live every Thursday night, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on Fight TV and WBNA locally. Um, and uh, you can go to ovwrestling.com, find out more information about that. Um, we're on seven or eight major uh, networks nationwide. We're in about 100 million homes from Canada to Puerto Rico, Guam, Virgin Islands, Bahamas, and, uh, and uh, everything in between. So you can catch uh, OBW on YTA, Next Level, Action Sports, uh, Game Plus, the RCN Network, the Lily Network. We're somewhere near you, I promise you. Uh, and you don't have to fear for your safety. We're not going to be coming around with anything that's lit on fire or thumbtacks or broken glass, so you don't need to worry. Uh, even though uh, if you're really wanting to try and impress people like Jungle Boy uh uh, Perry was trying to do. You use real glass, you know. <laughs> CM Punk was the voice of reason in that conversation. So, you know, here, here for CM Punk. Uh, if you are wanting to learn all about work rate, proper work rate, and how to be able to work ladders and do ring work. Oh, I sent you one of a of a apron work. <laughs> apron work. Uh, of a of a, a girl, it was actually Tony Storm in Japan. She puts another girl on her shoulders. They're standing on the apron, and then proceeds to grab the Japanese girl's hands, and then, as if doing a dive into a pool, drops the girl right on the back of her head. Oh man, it's insane! And I wrote, there was a time in this business where we had some kind of concern for our opponent's well-being. Clearly, that's out the door. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, But what amazing April work. It now, was- are you going to work uh, block work in this week? Oh, now? Yes, yes, yes. We're also going to work uh, the proper and safest way to climb a top rope. You know, <laughs> to position yourself in there to where you can use cinder blocks to their fullest degree. Will you show them how once they get up there to turn around? And how to t- properly turn around. <laughs> it looked like an 18-foot trailer were being backed up in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was, it, the guy, and the guy was not that big. And he just, he was gingerly like, just, oh, God insect-like trying to turn himself around on the top rope uh, to just simply go to the referee. Hey, buddy, do you mind picking that cinder block up? Sure. What do you need it for? Just hand it to me. And off we go. I And, and the ref even asked him, like, hey, you're not going to use that cinder block, are you? Well, of course not. I just used it to step up here on the top rope. Why do I – what else do I need it for? Bro, I'll never <laughs> – Jeff, I swear to God. <laughs> I'll never forget the time we were at TNA, Jeff. And all of a sudden, I'm, I, I get this idea. It's, it's during the day, and we're talking about what we're going to do that night. All of a sudden, Jeff, I get this idea. I'm Al, I'm going to come off the top rope for the first time in my life. All right? So, so the Harris boys are there. All yeah. right, Jeff? So I say, all right, guys, I'm going to go up to the top rope. Just get on each side of me. And hold my hand, <laughs> hold my hand as I climb up. And they look at each other like, oh, okay, and bro, we're going to hold your hand as you climb up. And I'm like, okay, yeah, bro, maybe it's not such a good idea. <laughs> and, and this guy's doing it. He can't even turn around. Hey, awesome. Your credit before you went through with it. Yes, I said, nah, nah, yeah, I should have thought this out a little bit. Why is that? Because these conversations are happening before they go out and do them. 
No one goes, hey, uh, <laughs> good idea to shove me off the rail and let me plummet into a bunch of plywood. Oh, my. Or, hey, uh, I don't know if that's a good idea for me to lay there with cinder blocks on my testicles. You're now going to jump off the top rope that you barely were able to get onto with another cinder block on your head into my cinder block on my back. Oh, my God. At some point, I'd be going, excuse me. uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, what about the comedy premiere TV? What else we got? But you can go to OVWacademy.com and you can learn all about cinder block work uh, (laughs) and how to properly use cinder blocks in your wrestling match. Uh, Uh, Teach it all. Uh, You you know, sledgehammer work, uh, broken glass work. Fire, of course, fire, very painful. Chainsaw work. Chainsaw work where we're going to come right out with it. And surprise, you're going to throw a knee instead of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you know the chainsaw was invented to help with childbirth? That's a shoot. That's a real, that's a real fact. Um, honest to God. So uh, then they used to cut down trees. That tells you something. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, true story. Uh, you can. Uh, Check me out, my comedy special, uh, doing stand-up comedy at Zany's from Chicago on the Premier Streaming Network. It is out right now. You can either uh, get it as a pay-per-view or you can get it as part of your membership uh, subscription to the Premier Streaming Network. Uh, If you are interested in comic books, BrokenIconComics.com. I've got new ones coming out uh, any day now. Uh, Check them out at BrokenIconComics.com. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can go to The Real Al Snow on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, the whole nine yards. Hilarious jokes. That's all I put up. So I was like, Jeff and I were talking the other day. We came to the decision. It was a tough one that we didn't want to have kids anymore. So if anybody's out there and wants to adopt a few, let me know. (laughs) What about the book? Self-help, life lessons from the bizarre wrestling career of Al Snow. It's at Amazon.com. It is delves into my experiences in the wrestling business and uh, my career. Didn't you have some new dates last time for stand-up? I thought you announced new dates. I I do have a a date for our stand-up comedy show. It'll be in Lima, Ohio. I'm going home on October 28th. Uh, I'm going there to have a stand-up show at the Civic Center in downtown Lima. Very nice. The All right. that I grew up in, and my mother will be in attendance at the in the audience and said that she has earplugs that she will strategically play. <laughs> Lima, Ohio. All right, Al, say goodbye, man. Goodbye. That's, that's enough for you. All right. The great Al Snow, everybody. The great Al Snow. Oh, my God, bro. Those things. Unbelievable. <laughs> What's going on in your world, Jerry? Well, guys, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Russo TWC. We got episodes of Look Ma. I have a TV show in the basement, our latest one. We looked at Tony Khan being celebrated by the roster after their 200th episode and soaking in all the praise in an off-air segment in front of the crowd. We have also on our Patreon Master Shoot Theater, Disco Inferno, EC3, Just Incredible Review in AEW, Truth with Consequences with Vic Venom. We got a bonus cast rating the marks, bonus shows, Better Call Con. I'm probably forgetting something else. I always do. Patreon.com slash Russo TWC. The first tier starts at just $3 a month. Yeah, $3 a month. Do the math, man. That's $0.75 a week, guys. Check it out. I promise you. 
you will get 75 cents worth a week. That is it, everybody, for me and Jerry Lane, man. We'll see you next time.